Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. Today we're reading Play Sissy For Me by The Artful Scribbler, and we have a themey little cocktail to go along with it. Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? Well, I selected the Grasshopper cocktail, not just because it was my grandmother's favorite drink in her youth, um, but because of the beautiful Slytherin green and the very prominent flavor of chocolate in it. It is a... <coughs> what does chocolate have to do with anything, Abby? Oh, you'll find out. You'll, you'll find out. <laughs> but this cocktail is made with equal parts creme de menthe, creme de cacao, and uh, cream, or half and half. And if you have it, just a splash of Fairnet for a little bit of, like, spiciness. And I'm drinking it right now. Is it... Um, are there different qualities of, of the creme de cacao, or do they all taste like this? Uh, they're mostly the same in the U.S., honestly. <laughs> they're they're, they're okay. not super hip, because they're a little, like traditional i guess is the best way to put it this classic cocktail so yeah. there's only a couple it's brands a little, in every it's state it's a little tootsie rollish but it's still super delicious. yeah it's like so a chugging one andy's mint on steroids i propose also another appropriate cocktail for this story would be just taking a shot of chocolate syrup yeah because it is kind of an uncut story of uncut smut i guess <laughs> you would say akin to drinking some chocolate syrup <laughs> So, um, Mira, could you describe for us, since you picked this story out for us, um, the basic scenario of the story? Yeah, so um, the premise is that Lucius Malfoy is being accepted back into high society, and Hermione works for the Ministry of Magic. This is post-war. And she is looking for incriminating evidence in his house when she's invited to his place for a ball. And uh, hijinks ensue from there. Hijinks. That's that's, that's a word for it. (laughs) So when I see a 12-chapter story suggested to me by someone who loves character development, Uh. I expect the sex to start in, like, chapter four. (laughs) This is like, oh, my God, they started. (laughs) Well, yeah. There's a reason for that, though. So there's two versions of the story. There's the one-shot which um, is the shorter version, obviously, and it's basically just the first chapter. So I can't recall the notes from the author, but I'm pretty sure that that's how the story started, and then the author added the additional chapters afterwards. So the first chapter is basically its own story if you want it to be, which is why it goes from zero to slut so quickly. Singes the eyebrows. (laughs) it's kind of it's kind of beautifully efficient though because it does make sense it's not just like you know like there's a reason like she's dressed up as his wife and he finds her fiddling in his drawers right and then he's like (laughs) that's a euphemism right there yes she takes polyjuice potion so she's polyjuiced as narcissa and she's fiddling around in his office and then he catches her out and it's kind of unclear at the beginning if he knows that it's really not his wife or not um, I think, I mean, wh- what do you guys think? If you had to make a call, what do you think? Does he know that it's not Narcissa from the beginning? Or at what point does he know? I think if he didn't know immediately, he knew pretty darn quick. I think yeah. he does know, because my theory is that they're already estranged at this point, and that she would have acted very, very differently if it was actually his wife. Yeah, I think he knew right away, which is good because I think the ethical questions are really very weighty if he does not know, you know, that it's not his I wife. I mean, they're like, still weighty. <laughs> they're still yeah. there. But 
but just us as readers knowing that he, you know, he kind of says a few things that makes you think, you know, he knows something is going on. Yes. Um, he does not know that it's Hermione, though. He just Correct. knows it's not his way. Correct. And then um, later it comes out that he's investigated and he does eventually find out that it was Hermione. But he uh, very enthusiastically banged this person. He did not know who it was. <laughs> And it could have been Neville Longbottom for all he knows. He just goes for it. If you wanted to be Neville Longbottom. Neville might have needed it, man. (laughs) Neville Powerbottom. That's a very... That opens some stuff, though. Polyjuice Potion, it changes the whole body. That really opens up to some interesting sort of experiences. Um, Yes. Then they specifically mention, because Lucius has a giant dick in this story... Um, that it's a different experience with Narcissa's body, who's had some chance to get used to the monster <laughs> later in Hermione's own body. So that's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. I kind of appreciated that detail, but at the same time, I'm like, is that exactly the way that it works? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, does the central relationship in the story? How does it work for each of you? I know Mira. It's got to work for you because you suggested the story. But why don't you tell us how you feel about this? Yeah, it totally works for me. I like their sort of back and forth. I really like relationships that are kind of like the Benedict Beatrice, like sort of angry um, tension where they like definitely have something between them and it starts as hate and maybe turns into love. Um, Benedict and Beatrice, who's Much Ado About Nothing. Okay, I feel stupid now. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, cheesy, cheesy reference. But anyway, I like their back and forth. And I like how, you know, they're different sides of the coin. And they're obviously enemies at one point. But like, they both cross the line, like all of the time. And I kind of like how this story sort of highlights the similarities between them in that way. Like, she's kind of high and mighty, but she's breaking the rules all of the time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I kind of went back and forth on that because I didn't feel like she felt very much like Hermione in this. Like, I, I, it's easy to picture, you know, her because you, you've, you've got a very clear picture of her in your head already. But, um, you know, she's breaking the law in the beginning by using Polyjuice Potion and rifling through his stuff. Um, And they never really talk about why. So it's not like, oh, she's trying to save some elves or something like that. It's just kind of like, wee! So it's a little bit... um, It's fun. (laughs) Yes. And that's what... it's, It's fluff. It's like cake, you know? And it's like you go to the grocery store and you buy a cake and then you eat it and you're like, well, that wasn't a very well rounded meal. Like, that's your fault for buying cake. Like this is cake. The story is cake. So maybe that's a stupid complaint, but yeah, she, she does break the law a lot in here. She broke the law a lot with Harry too, in the books though. They didn't really have a lot of, um, credence or whatever. They didn't care about the rules. How do you feel Abby about the central relationship? It's a little challenging for me. Age gap, not a problem. Former baddie, not so much a problem. Something about being, well, being actively married and going for it. Like, until, like, you don't know, that's, like, harder for me because there hasn't been enough buildup to, like, what, like, Lucius's character is in this world for me to really be like, oh, this is in line with his character. So, and, and same with Hermione. I'm just like, this seems 
a little out of character in a couple ways, but again, it's its own flavor. So I, I, I try not to hold that against it too bad, but it was really tough for me to get into it because through the whole thing, it was sex development less than character development for me. I feel like the characters were already established in the author's mind when it started, but none of us got the like clue in on that. And so that's why it didn't super work for me, the, 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 the core relationship, because I couldn't empathize with them as humans. They were just sacks of meat rubbing on each other. Oh. <laughs> like, I well, I know I that's, that's fair. A, that's, that's a good point, though, is that I think there's a question of who the audience is for these, because once you have a ship that you really follow, you read all of those relationship stories. So the people who are into Lucius and Hermione have read dozens of stories where we realize that Lucius has hidden depths and he's not just some racist loser. Um, and so she doesn't feel the need to do that work in this story. And I could totally but if see you're that like, point. Like Abby and Audrey coming into this, not being like huge Lucius people, we're just like, well, but isn't he kind of actually a loser? <laughs> like, it's kind of loserly to be like a bigot and like care about money and status. And like, that's not really, you know, it's taken for granted that, that we can get over that. Like, Almost if it was like a, a profile, like a date, even if you were given like a small paragraph profile of each character before it started, I feel like it would enhance it greatly for me. It doesn't have to even be worked into the story. It's just, that's just my flavor of Lady Boner. I need a lot of buildup. <laughs> I do think that, yeah, if you've read a lot of this pairing, then you're definitely like ready to go more than people who haven't. But like, he was a Death Eater, like, presumably he's a pretty bad guy, so I don't find him having an affair, like, to be super jarring with, like, what we already might know from his character. With her doing it, like, throughout the story, I feel like she hates herself a lot, like, every single time that they hook up, but maybe it doesn't really earn that hate because they don't delve into it. She doesn't really torture herself for being like, oh, well, this person's probably killed muggles before and like i'm screwing him now but i think that's just like the tone of the story like they kind of allude at it but it's it's not like the way they allude cake. at it it's like she's she it seems like she's more conflicted to me about that she's fucking someone at work than she is about fucking someone who kills her her people <laughs> and i feel like that's that's really interesting and it's like the political shrubs of him being at work and being like visible the way he is seems to be more trouble for her than his past or his like actual ethics i'm not sure if i quite picked up on that but i agree that it's not given a lot of weight his previous sins i don't know <laughs> but maybe i mean if you're full of sin you're full of a good nasty so i mean <laughs> you gotta take what you can get sometimes there and it starts with him like kind of blackmailing her right so like he's like i magically tested the panties that she left behind he didn't even explain that, that yeah i forgot that part they didn't even it's just like hey i found panties he could have just been fishing i was like oh he's fishing to know if it's her because he's maybe she's like the 20th person he's waved those underwear at or something you know, I was like, was it you? i bet it was and the one that would crack is you know have you a good side story <laughs> so just to lay it out there for people who haven't read the story she she is dressed up as narcissa he bones her she's like no 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 but he takes it in stride is like part of their weird dynamic stride. um and um 
she enjoys the hell out of it and then she goes back to being herself like an hour later um and then is they both work at the ministry and she's avoiding the hell out of him because she does not want to see him because she has committed a terrible crime and she also feels a little bit guilty because when he says at the end something about my dear like whatever just say he said something that implied that he maybe thought that she was his wife um and then she feels really guilty but then he's like, you weren't at all like yourself. And then she feels, I don't know, good? <laughs> I don't know he what knows. that makes her feel. So correct me if I'm um, wrong. But then he comes up to her about a month later with these underwear. And she knows, you know, that he's got he's got the goods over her now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't she, like, have the polyjuice potion wear off right after the encounter, pretty much as soon as he leaves the room? Yeah. Yes. But, like... Again, how does she get out of the house unnoticed? Just fling herself out of the window? It's never discussed which floor of the house she's on. We don't know where this is. Like, there's We're too horny for logistics, Abby. We're too <laughs> horny for logistics. L- Lucius and the oh, and man. the 20 panty waves and too horny oh, for goodness. logistics band names. You left by- if it was me, it'd be like, you left behind these voluminous cotton pants. <laughs> I investigated no further. <laughs> um okay so the sex scenes how would you guys rate um the sex scenes are there anything that you want to talk about specifically about how they're laid out or how you feel about them or what puns there was a pun puns that had a moment (laughs) where i was like no 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 it was horrible (laughs) specifically Oh my god specifically he would certainly have grabbed her hair and brought the issue to a head Ha uh-huh. ha! To a head, thought Hermione <laughs> with a with a snickle. <laughs> and I had a moment of face palm. Like I think it's cute. I liked her inner dialogue. It was I will silly. say some of the inner dialogue was a highlight for me, but not around the sex scenes. Actually, that's fair. The other inner dialogue I thought was really well done. Actually, I thought it was one of the stronger parts of like actual writing. Um, like technically like how it was executed i would believe that's like we've all had that moment with our boss where we're like shut the hell up shut the hell up <laughs> of course whatever i can do you oh yeah bring out the panties <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that sex scene that you're describing with the pun i think that one deserves some discussion that is one that happens when they um there is a vote, so he is on the board of, what is it? The Ministry of Magic? So you're oh. on some kind of administrative board together. Yeah, I forget. It's an acronym, and then I looked up the acronym, and then I promptly forgot afterwards. But it's some department in the ministry. Yes. So um, Lucius says, hey, I won't get you in trouble for this polyjuice thing if you get me a seat on this board. And she's like, No! But then he's like, all right, I'm going to just let you roast. Then she's like, okay, fine, I'll get you a seat on this board. So he has a seat on this board. She has to watch him and work with him all the time now. Um, And there is a vote, and he told her he was going to vote for something for House Elf Rights, I think it was. Um, And then he voted against it. And she's very angry at him, so they stay after the vote and um, have some debauchery, like, in the boardroom. And and that is the one that Abby's talking about. And that is also where chocolate comes into play. So <laughs> does anyone want to pick up the torch of describing this scene from there? Well, if I was to give it a small synopsis is Hermione is a size queen that takes personal hygiene very seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the 30th time. By the way, it's gigantic. <laughs> 
Well, and like they don't say how big it is, but to me, like, do you want like a specific measurement? I mean, does he roll his roll it up into his pants when they're done? Like literally, like a hose. It sounds a little bit gross to me. Like it's at this, like she's continuously surprised. <laughs> and so it's like, that's where it starts to be like, not like, Ooh, big guy. Like, you know, pleasant surprise, but it's just like a freaking gross monster. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like Coke can, like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she um, decides to get back at him for um, going against her on this vote by um, tying him up. And covering him in chocolate and having her way with him. And Specifically covering his tongue in chocolate. Which also yes, brings tongue, up his tongue in melted chocolate. A question yeah. about hair. Like no, I was just thinking temperature. Yeah, I mean, but if you're magically melting it, maybe you can magically chill it. I'd let that go as like assumed, I guess. But is it magically frosty chocolate? How'd this work? Well, once you okay, I only know this because I recently <laughs> made some chocolate strawberries. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but once it melts, it stays liquid at, at, at like room temperature. Like it doesn't resolidify for a long time, so it's it's fine. He's not burned. But yeah, hair. I don't know. I don't think he has any hair. Yeah, he's full manicured. He's probably. I mean, maybe he just waxed the fair. sack and everything. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I dripping think it's all, could I think happen. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. There's no hair involved. <laughs> I mean, that was my assumption because I just. The visual otherwise was just too far in the no, in the no thanks land. I'm like gleaming and beautiful and blonde and then chocolatey pubes. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, chocolate dong was maybe not the highlight of the story for me, but you know, each is own. Well, and it is like, I do like the larger back and forth between them kind of wrestling for dignity and control in yes. this um in this mess of a relationship that they find themselves in so that is just one chapter of it was a chocolatey chapter i do think in that scene also though the author does an excellent job describing this is going to sound terrible but that's what we're here for texture like textural things like from all sorts parts of it. it's like the description of velvet um just tactile experiences in it i thought were pretty detailed which i thought was actually really strong also it's like even though i'm a harsh critic about everything because that's just the way i am i do think that there was some really strong descriptive language used that wasn't used exclusively for the sexual encounters and so it made it feel like a really well-rounded and uh like the world had some depth to it in the sense that it was like real yes my one of my favorite parts is um the description of her like hiding from him and her shame after that first encounter was very relatable to me. Just at work, wanting to hide and melt into a wall or die, like not for that reason, but <laughs> I, was like, I felt oh. that. She, she describes that really well. Um, and then they, um, he's, he's like, I know it was you, and he blackmails her, and then he's like, okay, but also let's have sex, because that was awesome. And she is wearing just like hideous rayon outfit underneath her robe, and like he's just like, looks at it and is like oh yikes and like she's embarrassed and she like starts to change her mind and put her clothes back on that also was really relatable to me like if after a normal work day anyone was like okay let's do this like god knows what i would be wearing under my robe if anything if i was a (laughs) true that isn't isn't a wizard's robe like that world's jumper or uh jumpsuit it's essentially the same yeah yeah i think well i don't know i think you're supposed to wear clothes under i think it's like a judge's robe for, you know, there's always clothes under it. 
Is like there? the kids wear their uniforms under it. Well, there <laughs> should be clothes under it. <laughs> yes. Anytime you go to court now, look at them differently. Right. <laughs> so um, this is a question that I kind of ask myself anytime I'm reading fan fiction, especially because sometimes the writers of these are really young, I, I, and that's something I'm not super comfortable with, but I read such weird stuff now that it's definitely older people writing it, thank God. Um, but... Has the person who wrote this story ever had sex? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. If only because yes. of like the serious detail. The serious detail yeah. of like, I covered you in chocolates. Schlobbins and nobbins all up on that thing. And then. I don't know if that's the only scene we should focus no. on. I feel like there's a lot of good sex. This is really this. important though. The fact that she's like, let me magically wand wipe you off so I don't get like any kind of trubs with my the area. East infection. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was a moment of experience. Cause it, and also I'm going to go on a limb that this person, I don't know how they identify, but they have had a vagina or they're very close to one all the time because a dude would have <laughs> either highlighted it more because it was a, a part of the fantasy or yeah. skipped it all together. In my opinion. Yeah. Yep. There is some yep. personal maintenance information that this person holds. <laughs> Yes. Um, there's a point in the first time they have sex, which is, I think, the hottest of all of the sex scenes. I like that one the best. But he takes his, she takes the time to mention cleanly manicured nails and just pinches her clit with his nails. Like, and I'm just like, I would have bitten his nose off. Like, I <laughs> Like, fuck pretending to be Narcissa Malfoy. Like, oh, that's like... Wasn't like, her back oh, to him, though? Would you have just, like, noodled your neck around and gotten him anyway? <laughs> I don't, no, I think... In a moment of crisis, I, I don't know if her noodle. back was to him at that point. I'm, her back was to him definitely for the majority of that encounter, but I think that was towards the beginning where she was... I was picturing biting his nose off at that point. <laughs> but then I he would have pinched your clit and you might have given up. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> but anyway, the mention of the clean nails is another thing mm -hmm. of like, yes, I, I am I mean, a woman. And, well, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think a gentleman could also, but I just, I don't know. Cleanliness is is the general. nail thing though. I feel like is more important if you're a lady. Like you notice a dude's nails if you've ever had a bad experience with that. Oh, Lord Almighty. True. <laughs> I read a story that we will not cover here because I didn't like it, but um, the people would have sex because it was an erotic story, and she went to great detail to describe how Hermione, it was Hermione, dealt with her morning breath every morning, like the potion, what the oh. smell was like, how she would take it, how she would sneak it, like, and I'm just like, holy crap, <laughs> you have hang-ups, dude. About, like, the idea that you might have morning breath if you were to ever actually do it with a man, which, or a woman, or anyone. <laughs> um, so there's a point, that second time that they do it, the first time they do it when he knows who she is, she comes five times. Yeah, that was a little... <laughs> I like how there's an emphasis on how she's feeling throughout every one of these encounters, right? Like, she's very affected by him, like... It's very feelings based and that feels more real to me. But yeah, the nonstop orgasm train, I'm just like And how fast <laughs> it mean, happens. I think yeah. I'm too self like if some guy was able to make me do that without him doing that, um, I would think he wasn't into me. I would get really <laughs> self conscious, like after the fourth time I got off being like, Hey dude, you can stop. It's okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna share things that you didn't need to know about me but now you know 
I've been with people that are all about the other partner's pleasure, and I have enjoyed that. And that's literally part of it for them. And they can't until you're like pretty much over it because they yeah. want to feel that they've done it, done their journey. Yeah, that's true. So it just, well, it depends on the time... person and it depends on the dynamic because I've got a little bit of experience, but. <laughs> <laughs> it does fit in with this story very much because he knows he banged someone and he knows that it wasn't Narcissa. And he says he can't stop thinking about this encounter because the person was so into it. Yes. Right. Like. That, and so, like, his, her desire for him is what this is about for him. Like, he wants that somehow. Like, I don't know if it's emotionally or just physically. Definitely physically, but also maybe emotionally. That's really important to him. So I think it's the sincerity it of it. Yeah, I could see like, that. He's especially. not used. He's not used to people reacting well to him in like a sincere way. Probably. Yeah, raw emotion so for him. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you'd think if you had this monster dong like <laughs> maybe they just saw wrong <laughs> yeah they're just like ew no yeah luckily she didn't see it before um she experienced yeah it. maybe he's just really into being a pleasure mirror yeah i think he is i mean good for him <laughs> and then the last time they have sex right it, they explicitly state that he has taken some kind of potion that allows him to go like longer i, I don't remember what they call it they but add something in the fire whiskey. He like mixes a uh, staying awake potion with uh, some other go-go juice. Just like uh, we mortals do with just taking a speedball, right? <laughs> <laughs> Magical Vi- Viagra. <laughs> Magical crack. Um, so anyway, in that encounter, though, he fucks her until she passes out. <laughs> <laughs> I about rolled off my chair in that moment i was that's never happened to you before <laughs> surprisingly no i mean well okay. that's what, so when it comes to these with the question of has this person ever had sex and we all say yes this this story made me question have i ever had sex <laughs> because it's just okay like, full disclosure that has happened to me before oh my god in the middle <laughs> Like it, I mean, what's the middle if you're doing it for like six well, I hours? Mean, like, the the dog is <laughs> legitimate logistics. Like I understand you're like, oh my god, I could barely like. Okay, we're both done. Roll over, it's done. But like, if you reach climax, thrust, did you just get like blood pressure things happening? I don't know. Did you get your blood sugar it checked happens. out. Get your blood sugar checked out. I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm now I'm just so curious and I want you to tell me, but I know it's too personal probably, but I'm like, <laughs> Google it. I'm sure it's happened. Other Mid people. thrust pass out. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, it's not like sexual narcolepsy. Oh my God. <laughs> That's probably a thing that I don't know. I mean, I'm sure how that short has those people and that seems really sad, but like <laughs> in one of her 3000 orgasms, like you might be really, really tired overwhelmed anyway <laughs> so um i wanted to go through from each of you and get um just your high point and a low point from the story my high point was when i passed out from the joy of it <laughs> um i'll go uh you know i'll start with my low point because i don't really exactly have one the chocolate thing is not my favorite just because i'm not into food stuff and it's a little goofy for me. Um, I didn't necessarily like that she didn't wrestle with like his darker side as much. Like she didn't really 
like she mentioned him being a bigot and stuff, but like wasn't like, oh my god, this guy who wants all of my kind dead is thrusting inside of me right now. Like I'm a terrible person. Um, but other than that, like I agree, it's like a cake kind of story. It's lighter, so I didn't really find anything like too terrible. Um, the high point for me, I would say, is probably the ending. You can go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, go tell us what happens. Okay, so at the very end, they have a wager going on um, where he's like, I'm never going to sleep with you again. Like, this is over. I can't do this anymore. And he's like, okay, well, if I can get you to thank me by the end of the night, then um, you have one more night with me where we're definitely doing it again. And if not, then I will... Leave the Ministry of Magic, I'll um, leave my position and I'll leave you alone, basically. I think that's the extent of it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, uh, she wins the wager, um, but he's like, but wasn't it good? Don't you want it, like, one last time kind of thing? And uh, she's basically admits to herself that, yes, she does, but she makes him promise that afterwards he's going to do something mysterious to her. Um, and that mysterious thing is he's going to obliviate her. So after they have their one final night together, um, he obliviates her. So she presumably will not be tempted by him anymore or haunted by this affair that they have had. And he does it, and then at the very end of the story, uh, she basically, they, sh they show her um, waking up in her apartment and being like, what has happened to the last six months? Like, she's recovering, she doesn't know what happened to her, the papers are like, she drank too much champagne, and now she can't remember. I think they say she, like, accidentally obliviates herself or something. Anyway, long story short, he shows up on her doorstep and with flowers and, like, her missing work from the ministry and basically wants to uh, start over again. Anyway, I like it because he's... You can tell that he's actually sincere and wanting to start over with her, like... Feelings have blossomed. She reads in the newspaper that morning that him and his wife are getting a divorce. Like, he's maybe doing it the right way this time. Like, there's hope. There's, like, sincerity of feelings. And I just like that, you know, through all of the darkness and them kind of, like, abusing each other and all of this, like, there are sincere feelings there on his side, at least. And he's going to try and make an honest go out of it. And I think that's nice. Yes, I would say that's probably my high point, too. I thought that that was cool. I agree, um, actually. That was I, my high point, also. <laughs> I liked the details at the end. I liked that there was that moment where you got to look at him as, like, that was the moment I wish had come sooner. A little bit in some flavor. Because in that moment, you're like, maybe you were in that inner circle, but you were a follower. Like, unfortunately, so many are. That Whereas you are involved by your... By being complicit in terrible acts, but it doesn't necessarily mean you would ever instigate them on your own. Like that little bit of doubt that you're like a true demon can really help yeah. the lady boner. And then, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can still have like personality problems. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could, there's terrible, low key terribleness in everybody all the time, like myself included. But that moment 
where we got to see that, I was like, okay, I feel like it's a little like, oh, and we're going to leave this open and that's fun. And then, oh, and now he's going to do it the right way. Also fun, but almost too convenient because I'd never seen it before, but it was still favorite part. Well, high point. Yeah, I think um, one of the good things about the story, um, and a lot of people complain about this happening in other stories, is that this does not have head hopping. And head hopping is when um, you're switching perspectives between the man and the woman all the time. And be like, oh, she was so hot. And then in her mind, it's like, oh, he's so sexy, right? But he is he's a black box to us. And I think if you've read a lot of Lucius Fix, that you know there's good stuff in that box. But for me and Abby, <laughs> we're just like, what's in the box? You know? Yeah. And I, I just, I um, feel like it. I, I'm sorry to beat the horse to death. I feel like just a little bit more, though, would have really taken it to the next level. Because it was fun it was i would even call it good but i think it could have been great it was just so it would have been nice if they even just showed him under any kind of strain because he is um plotting something he is trying to ingratiate himself into the board and we never find out why if we if we find out why and even if it's just he's trying to cover his own tracks or his shame or whatever I think just having that depth to his character um, would have been nice. Yeah, even if it's, like, still shady, like, normal shady business moves, like insider trading, (laughs) like, that would have been great to know. Yeah, I would have just, he was just trying to, like, recover his former social standing and all of that, because, like, at one point he wants her help getting his wand rights back and things like that. But you're right, he could be totally plotting something horrendous. (laughs) We never really know. Uh, and also just like if it is just for status it's just not very compelling because like we know he's like it's to me it's an extremely loserly trait to be like a bigot you know it's like the kind of pathetic like confederate flag waving i mean it's not his selling point for sure (laughs) (laughs) well but if they just show like his hairlessness and his great hair together like yeah i think i want him to suffer but you'll see that in the story that i think um, but yes, I also really liked the end. Um, a low point for me um, is right in the beginning when Lucius is disguised as... Or I'm sorry, <laughs> that would be hot. When <laughs> Hermione is dis- disguised as Narcissa, he calls her Milady several times. <laughs> and like, no! Like, I'm Hermione Granger, get away from me! Don't call me Milady. Oh my goodness. Um, one of the things I liked about this story, um, and again, it's more of a bitch about other stories that don't manage to accomplish this, is that there wasn't a bunch of bullshit about what house people were in. Like, when you read Harry Potter fan fiction, it'll be like, like a brave Gryffindor, Hermione bellied up to that huge dick or whatever, you know? It's just like, it's so lame. And this did not do that at all. They just briefly mentioned that, like, you know... Lucius has got some green shit in his house because yeah. he's Slytherin, and that's that's basically it. so. That and he nice. challenges her courage at one point, and I think that's like the extent of it. Yeah, which is a lot. Like, which is funny because even if you watch the movies, which are super simplified for kids, like McGonagall's wearing green all the time. She's not like you know she's a Gryffindor. No one cares. Like it's really like adults should not care. Like they should not constantly be going around being. Or like in Fantastic Beasts, Newt Scamander, right? Or Scamander? I think it's Scamander. Scamander. Yeah, he. It doesn't is, matter. He, he doesn't got, like, matter. He got. Yeah, he sucks. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that actor, but oh my god. Um, I think he's so cute in that movie. the The first one was cute. I'm sorry. The second one, just ignore it. The first one was cute. 
he's a cute character. I like him in that movie. I, I, did I think his character was cute. But and yes. I liked off topic. Sorry, guys. But like, I liked the look at like daily life with magic. I thought that was the highlight for me. And those. Yes. Yes. I agree. All right. Back um, on topic. But he got expe- he got expelled from Hogwarts. And he's still like, Hogwarts is the best. And I was in Hufflepuff. And look at my Hufflepuff scarf. It's like, you got expelled, bitch. Like, just goddamn. It's just like, huh. I went to Harvard for one semester. And then I got kicked out. And all I ever do is wear this Harvard sweatshirt for the rest of my life. Like a freaking loser. It's no. true. But aren't there many of those in, in the wild? Yes. I just, I, I doubt it was her intention for true. to be a fucking loser. Oh, um, also, when Hermione goes to the ministry ball, so Hermione's boss says, you must go with Lucius to the ministry ball. This will be a display of unity between Muggleborns and pompous bigots. Um, and so <laughs> she does, and she dresses like a total hoe. Like she, it's, it's actually really funny and very relatable because she, the, the theme of the ball is great wizards in history. And so she goes dressed up as some dowdy wizard in this big gray thing right and she shows up and she's just like feels like a lump and she sees lucius walk in with his wife both looking awesome so she goes to the bathroom and she basically transfigures her outfit into like a really really hoey outfit like she's she's barely wearing anything right the way it's described i love though that the initial outfit is described as a wimple which is the nun outfit a wimple there you yeah. go yes <laughs> Um, that was very relatable, but it is this thing that I think is very easy for authors to fall into, and it's not my favorite, of making Hermione super, super hot. Because it's just like, oh, everyone can't stop looking at her hot body. Like, she's obviously got no insecurities about anything going on anywhere. Um, and I think part of it is just because Emma Watson is, like, a model beautiful, which is not Hermione from the books. And that I is, like That if, is true. If Hermione can hold on to a little bit of her weirdness... I, I would like that more. So I would say that's probably my low point is Hermione being a babe and not holding on to any of her awkwardness. But I also um, found that it yeah. was really interesting that there's so much rich textural detail in all the other parts of the book. But when it comes to her outfit, there's a lot of descriptions that don't coalesce for me. So I, oddly enough, that's the one thing I can't really visualize other than flowers are covering her naughty bits ever so slightly and it's short and there's feathers in her hair, I think. That are made of roses. Yes. But like I think that's I, basically it. And that might be it, but it yeah, just didn't I think, seem I think it might just how it was described. Yeah, I need just uh, an artist like a um like a forensic sketch. <laughs> that's a perfect way to put that. Because I I, I want to know what she looked like there, but I just couldn't fully do it. I couldn't put it together. Normally I feel like I have a pretty great theater of the mind, but it was just that moment didn't quite come together for me. I imagine like a almost figure skatery thing with just like yes. red silk wrapped around and some roses covering her nips and then like a feather cascading yeah. down her hair. They describe all of the other wizards as thinking that what she's wearing is very muggle. That's the only way they know how to describe it. They're just like, hmm. Muggle is code for hoe. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so wizard prostitutes just wear robes with nothing under them that's that's how it works (laughs) um so what do you guys imagine happens um next in the story after it ends like what does the future look like for these two what do i think actually happens or what do i want to happen Uh, well since this isn't real i would just say what you want to happen but what like when you think back on it when you're done reading 
Does your mind go on at all? Because mine usually does. My, That's why I'm asking this question. I'm thinking it's a very, in my mind, it's a very like you've got male scenario where like he knows, but she doesn't know. Has anyone seen that movie? I haven't. I have not. Oh, sad. <laughs> Never mind. He basically, I don't know, kind of just shows her the better side of him and slowly seduces her and in a right way and she goes for it and she doesn't entirely know why she goes for it but he just smells so good <laughs> i don't know yes it, it's hard for me to imagine he will not succeed at charming her the second time around just because she does have just this extremely primal reaction to him yes. and it's just like yeah i feel like yeah i i did imagine that they would end up together i couldn't get to the point where they would ever be like married because in my mind, it's hilarious that she'd be lording over Malfoy, like young Malfoy, that she was his yes, stepmom. That I'm your gives mom me now. a chuckle. But at the same yes. time, it like wilted my lady boner a little bit. So I didn't want to go there. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely. I Dirty lovers forever, thing. but not married. <laughs> yes. Keep your options well, open. And she, she needs to get the F out of the ministry. That is a toxic workplace. Even without the whole Lucius thing, she needs to get out of there. She's smart. I think she finds another job so that they can be on the up and up. And... She should be in like magical litigation or something, not the ministry. Yes. And does, who gets the house in the divorce, Narcissa or Lucius? Well, it's like an ancestral place, right? So probably the person with the name. Yeah. Wizard patriarchy? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's probably set true. up like, because it's the Brits have it all, like the estate, you're just like a, a steward of it. You don't own it. Yeah, so, it, so Draco was gonna... It's entailed to Draco. Honestly, yes. yeah. So, God. Dude, that would be a good... I want part two of this. <laughs> with with, with um, Hermione and Lucius racing to have a male heir to keep... <laughs> thing and kick out draco and his like twenty thousand babies who does he marry do you guys know i because she says she pairs everybody up like she's just mashing barbie dolls together at the end of uh, astoria greengrass i'm pretty astoria sure greengrass that's a nice name do we see her does she have i think a thing? that's a i think it's a cursed child pairing i don't know no i thought at the end of the movie movies was it at the end oh i, I don't know I, I, it's I, been a thousand years so um, we know Mira would suggest the story because she recommended it to us. Um, I think, Abby, you and I should take turns just um, summarizing how we feel about it and whether we would give this story a recommend as well. And then I will cry. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> not on my account. Would I recommend it or not? I would say yes. I feel like there is enough going on that it's worth a read. I feel like it's just the right kind of length for the kind of read it is any longer and I couldn't hang with it like I, I, it just wouldn't be enough character development for me honestly and if you're into like I'm into character development but I could forgive it because I I got to the end and it wasn't too long to get there but since I haven't read a lot of background stuff and I don't have any headcanon for like who he is outside of the books the original books I just didn't have enough to go on to really grip onto there other than his giant, giant cock in his hair. <laughs> so, a handhold. Just grip, I just ride but, that but thing. But there's no hair to hold on to. We've hair on the that, head and so. just get that trouser snake, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he has a <laughs> Slytherin, right? But seriously, 
that was my only reason I couldn't. It's like if only the slow burn works for you where it's like, we've known each other since we were four and we're best friends and blah, blah, blah. And that's how you like it. This is not for you. I do too. (laughs) But if that's the only way you can enjoy yourself, this one's not for you. Now, if you can fill in some blanks or you've had more experience reading other works outside of the original books and stuff, I feel like this is a fun read, like legitimately fun. Yeah, I I totally agree. I don't think that this story attempts anything that it fails to to pull off. Um, but what it chooses to attempt is is like modest in scope. So either you're into Lucius, absolutely, I would recommend this without reservations. If you're into Lucius, um, otherwise, maybe I would give you some homework first to read a couple of other Lucius stories and then to enjoy this as a lovely chocolate dessert at the end of that <laughs> saga. So for next week's selection, Audrey's chosen it. And shockingly, who does it involve? Mm, Professor Snape. Um, it is called Unforced Error by Miss Witch. Um, and Witch is spelled W-H-I-C-H, which I think is a reference to The Wrinkle in Time. Um, and I'm going to read the synopsis now. Hermione Granger finds herself locked in a room together with the last person she'd expect, her former potions professor. It quickly becomes apparent that the room has very unusual properties and that Snape knows much more than he's letting on. Unfortunately for him, Hermione is very good at getting answers. As for trigger warnings on this story, I would say that there's sex and there's torture, but there's no sex torture. So if you're not into mixing sex and torture, this is the story for you. Um, but before you guys jump into this, I want to lay a little bit of groundwork about my mind canon Snape, which is not Alan Rickman. Like, I... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You said it out loud for me, Mira, as I... Yes. <laughs> when, I mean, you do what you want. And if you're into that, please do. But I just feel like in the story, he's really always supposed to be in his 30s during the movie. Alan Rickman is in his 50s and 60s during the movie. It's just a little bit easier of a leap from an age gap perspective to imagine someone who really would be like Adam Driver's age. If we want to go with like uh, big nose, ugly hot guy, like Adam, Adam Driver, take my too. money. Um, but and like book Snape is angrier and a little bit more energetic, like, and less, less self-contained. Um, and anyway, so I just want to lay that out there. That's my mind Snape. So if you have a problem with the age gap or whatever, um, join me in Adam Driverland and <laughs> choose a different mind Snape if you would like. You can keep your Alan Rickman as well. It'll work. Now I want these remade, but I don't want them remade, but I do because I need to see Adam Driver in that outfit. It would be so good. Going Ronald Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like, yes, just the anger. Like, can you imagine, like, he could corner you in a closet and scare the (laughs) fucking shit out of you. Like, it would be amazing. And then you'd, like, faint because you were in a closet with goddamn Adam Driver. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, like, Alan Rickman has so much gravitas and so much, like, dignity. And I don't think, you know, he was great, but he was a very different thing. Like, Snape is a live wire. Like, he's nuts in the book. He's not, he screams at people. He's not really screaming at, he's stalking around in the movies. Yeah. He's screaming at people I can see what you say. I, I can see it. Like, I've just never really had a chance to have this conversation. But I like... I mean, I like the version of Snape that they created pretty much for Alan Rickman because he does have a little, this is not meant to like shit on book Snape, but he does have a little bit more dignity and restraint, like you said. But he is like, if you've seen, I mean, I hope you haven't seen the most recent Star Wars movies, hot take, but Adam Driver is like (laughs) spittle screaming in a lot of them. 
Yes. And I could see how he could head spin and do a great book snape. Yes. So, all right. Yes. All right. I'm, awesome. sh- I'm just going right. to ship in there for this one, Adam Driver. Yes. All right. Success. I'm going to try this all out. Right. Take it for a ride. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's like time well, travel until you get both. Alan Rickman from um, from Robin Hood, um, Prince Done. of Thieves. Sold. There you go. Like, perfect. <laughs> Angry, off the wall. Yes. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Shipwrecks. As always, check the show notes for links to this and next week's story. Be sure to follow us on social for the latest updates and extras. Tune in next week for more ships and more wrecks. Adam Driver should just take my money. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. Watch Logan Lucky, unrelated. He's amazing in that. Oh, I want to see that. It's yeah. so good. Un- underpraised film. It's so fun. It has the most recent Bond actor in it. The guy that was Bond. What's his fucking name? Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's in it as someone completely different. I love it. I love it. There's some really good people in that. And it's got what's his butt. I can't remember. Cha Cha Tater Tots. What's his fucking real name? Channing Tatum. Yeah, you know what I'm talking Channing about. Cha Cha Tater Tots. Yeah. I'm glad you knew. <laughs> <laughs>